Good day to you, wherever you may be. Thank you so much for joining us. We are thrilled that you are here. This is The Production Room, brought to you by Replay, the collective marketing agency. On this show, you can expect to hear us talk about marketing best practices, business development strategies, and ways to better serve your customers and those that you work with. My name is Sam Smith. I'm the head of growth operations here at Replay, and I am your host. Today we're going to talk about how our listeners and our viewers and their companies can use video content to engage audiences by telling their brand story in a powerful and impactful way and how to use video to generate leads and to drive sales. One third of online activity is spent watching video, you guys. And over half of video content is viewed from a mobile device. 92% of mobile viewers, mobile video viewers, share their those videos with others. Video is clearly the most influential content format um, that people are consuming online. Sid, why do you think that video content is so critical to the success of a marketing strategy in 2017 and beyond? I mean, just going by what you just said with those nuggets, I feel like video is really the number one type of content that's out there for consumers today. Uh, I read something about YouTube being the second largest search engine after mm. Google, which is, I guess, owned by Google. Uh, so, I mean, just I guess just for today's world and the proliferation of even like technology and devices that support video consumption, uh, I mean, Facebook is coming out with Facebook Watch, Instagram stories are on the rise, Snap memories. Uh, but just, I guess, it being just much more accessible, video is really the forerunner, or the, the driver of content. And in that way, if you compare text or images, I feel like with video, it leaves a more of a brand recall in some sense. Because mm. when you read a text, you read a headline of an article, or you see a photo, you remember it maybe for a day or two days. But if you watch a video, you'll still remember your, the Super Bowl ads that were out mm -hmm. there. The way it made you feel. Exactly, yeah. So it, it creates a stronger emotional connection. I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like with video, you get invested in the characters and the stories, and then makes you remember the values, which then ties into the brand. Hmm. And then that's why video is a, is a fairly important aspect of any kind of content. Gosh, it's on, it's on the rise for sure, and it's, it's not necessarily an option anymore for marketers to use video. It's really a necessity. Right. Um, and so, I mean, Sid, what are some things that you would tell our audience to consider when they're strategizing um, about the creation of video for their business? And what, what are some things maybe that they should prioritize? That's a really good question. So I, uh, I feel like a lot of times when people come to us and say, we want to make this one video that's going to explain our product or service or that's going to show our brand in a great light. I feel like it shouldn't be just one video. You should think of it as, this is like going back to the conception stages. Think of it more as a series of videos. Like, how can I build up interest to that big video? Or how could I break up my video into shorter videos so there's more for the consumer to interact with and engage with? So I think that publishing schedule is important and knowing right beforehand, how am I going to play with this for the next two months, six months, whatever it is. Gotcha. Um, on top of that, I feel like you can present yourself as experts and you can have tips and tutorial kind of videos that a brand can put out, very much like a podcast, or maybe just discussing something with your marketing guy or 
someone on the ground in your manufacturing plant. Mm. I think that gives the brand more personality. Mm. And I feel like an audience would like to see the brand more than just, you know, the Pepsi can. Mm -hmm. But they'd like to interact with the brand more on a value principle level or to see the people behind the brand. Interesting. Um, 51% of marketing professionals are naming video as the type of content with the best return on investment, Mikhail. 59% uh, of executives agree that, this is kind of getting to your point, that if there was content in text format and in video format, that they would every single time pick a video um, over the text format. Um, and the average user spends 88% more time on a website that has video on it. Um, video is driving, to your point, 157% of increase in organic traffic from search engine results pages. And video on landing pages, if you have a video on your landing page, it can in increase your conversion rate by over 80%, which is super powerful. It kind of gets to your point as far as the recall, right? And the impact yeah. that that content format has on someone is, is really powerful with regard to video. So, Mikhail, I mean, it's clear that video as a content format like I had said, needs to be a staple. It's not an option mm -hmm. anymore. It's got to be an active part. It's not just something that you create one video and hope to lean on it for years. Um, it's got to be an active part of your content strategy. Um, for our viewers who and our listeners who may be stuck trying to figure out what type of video to create, what advice would you give them so that they can create an effective video marketing strategy? Well, the first thing is obviously, as Sid was saying, plan out your content over over the course of time. You know, you want to match it up with a specific story or a specific campaign. If you are doing something based around the World Series, well, you should probably, you know, do something. Uh, you should probably plan out a calendar of like this is what each video is going to do. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing. Additionally, I would say that, you know, make sure that you have kind of your fundamentals put in place. You know, make sure that you have adequate lighting and audio is really important. Whether or not something is 4K Ultra HD or 1080p or 720, that's kind of, this, no, is, this is where the filmmakers and like the social media guys are like, what? Because, you know, for me, uh, people are gonna, are more likely to watch their video if the audio is good and as opposed to like one where it's just not. I so mean, they gotta consume that. it, right? So yeah, it's they not have buffering. to consume it. Right, right, <laughs> if right. it's 4K and it doesn't stream, mm -hmm. then yeah. you're missing the whole point. Yeah, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> But I think more importantly than anything else, too, even if you are doing things pop up all the time in the news, you want to be on top of that sort of thing. Make sure that you have a system that is sustainable over time. Uh, you know, so if you have a place in your office or something like this, for example, where you can set it up and then just come in, pop in and out and do those videos, that'll be really helpful. Because if you can start to do it consistently is when you're going to start doing it over and over and over again. What the audience should understand is one video isn't going to change your life. It's the accumulation of content over time uh, and building brand equity that's really going to help you with that in the future. Gotcha. So it's it's a this is not a uh, not a sprint. Right. It's a marathon, and it needs to be a consistent part of a marketing strategy. It's not just something that you do because it's popular mm -hmm. for, for one period of time just to create you know, one video because it's something that you should do or feel that you should do. It should be an active part of your business model. Yeah, and you have to have a pulse on how, uh, how search engines, social media platforms are working. As you, know, as you were saying, uh, uh, videos are getting however X more traffic to their sites. Well, you look at something like Facebook where organic reach is heavily favored toward 
actual videos. They're cracking down on things that don't look like videos. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, you know, stylistic or looking cool at this point. It's just it's just as important as the transition from radio to TV was. Gotcha. I mean? So like I mean, yeah, that's that's a great point. It's so so you're saying like something like Facebook, they're actually Facebook wants to serve videos mm -hmm. and they're looking for ways to serve videos and you're actively you might even have a better opportunity to have a greater reach if you are posting a video a hundred percent like if i post for example if i post a uh, a picture or definitely like a link out on facebook the reach on that on a business page will be you know anywhere from one to two percent uh after that if i do like a video it can be five times that amount, wow. which is great, especially on personal pages and things that are getting shared. Videos are getting all of it. Look through your feed right now. That, yeah. It's just, you know, look it's through your feed. What's coming through? It's video, video, video. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I read something the other day that said people share emotions, not facts. Mm. And that was interesting because mm. when you have clickbait headlines or whatever it is, where it's, that'll make you, they say not everyone reads those headlines. You, you have the clickbait headline, you share that. Right. But then with the video, if it's compelling enough, and also uh, to go with the Facebook thing, a lot of times in the traditional mold of video production, you want to make landscape videos mm -hmm. with 16 by 9 th aspect ratio and stuff. Mm -hmm. But with Facebook, that won't work because your phone had, I mean, square videos work the best. Right. So now brands are getting more into the mindset of shooting with that aspect ratio. Mm. So it's 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 gone to the days where you're only serving broadcast or TV. Yeah, it's over with. And now, like, even text is a big, I mean, I think you yeah. just spoke on this before, how yeah. text is so important. Mm -hmm. And even... Um, I think they call it micro video apps where on Instagram or Twitter, there's five seconds to 15 seconds of video, mm -hmm. but that's more a medium to show, like share a message. So it's the some moving images, but then really the text at the forefront. Mm. And that's what makes you share. So video's taken on many different forms. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so <coughs> as far as a, a brand is concerned, you know, how important is it, Mikhail, that a brand tells its story through video content. A hundred percent important or the one of the most important ways for anybody that might be listening that uh, is like, I don't like Snapchat. I don't like Instagram stories. I don't want to do it. That's fine. The people that are actually embracing this are going to beat you, period. Yeah. Because even on, even on Instagram, uh, Instagram offers analytics through uh, from business pages for every single post that you put out. If you look through your uh, stories analytics as opposed to a post analytics, like you're getting two, three, four times as much reach just with that. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's just a new way to be found. In addition to that, messaging through and, and it comes back down to communication and how people are doing this. Messaging is so much easier with uh, Instagram stories, and those are primarily videos. Uh, messaging is so much easier. All somebody has to do is swipe up. There's no taps. There's no, like, tag, blah, 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 blah. You swipe up, and somebody could be asking you, like, what are your rates? I do it all the time, and a lot of people do it for us as well. You know what I mean? So it's something that you, you if you're not already on it, you're behind the game. Interesting, yeah. Uh, so what tips do you have, Sid, for our viewers who – um, who they're trying to figure out how to conceptualize, materialize their their brand story and tell that story through video content. I think it depends on where, what kind of message you want to put out. And because, so I guess there's this term where you say top funnel content, where you want to talk more about the values and principles that your brand stands by mm -hmm. and not really about the product and service you're selling. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one example that came to mind was 84 Lumber that, uh, during the Super Bowl, they made this commercial 
I think it was a, a Mexican lady and her child who are past the border. And then it's, it's, it's like a six-minute shot just basically follows them and their hardships, very cinematic and emotional, getting on a bus, getting on, like, hitchhiking and basically coming towards the border. Mm -hmm. And then there's basically a wall built there, but then there's a door and then they go past the door. And it's a lumber manufacturing company, hmm. which has nothing to do with right. what story they said. And I think the tagline is, the will to succeed is always welcome here or something like that. Mm. And that was received really well. Uh, this company, I think, I was looking up later because I've never heard of this company. <laughs> and they don't do any marketing. But then, like, what they have never done, they probably spent a lot of money on that ad. Yeah. But that put them on the map, yeah. so to speak, and created, like, millions of impressions. And then now they are the go-to lumber company. <laughs> and that's because they showcase the values and principles that they stand for. It's like, this is the company we are. We accept anyone. Like, that was the message they went for. Yeah. And they created a story that resonated with the audience. Nothing to do with, you know, lumber yeah. again. Yeah. So I think if you think of what your values and principles are, and then you come up with a narrative that supports that, mm -hmm. I think you, I mean, if you know how to tie that in well together, yeah. that's what you want to do. It could speak to anybody. Exactly, yeah. It doesn't have to be about the product. Right. But think about how amazing that video... I, I didn't see that particular one. The the ad I remember from the Super Bowl was the potato, which was apparently Cards for Humanity. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Big fail. But think of, <laughs> think of what that company did, the lumber company. They took the one platform, which was the Super Bowl, where almost everybody in America is watching... They took a current event because that whole thing with the border was right around the times of yeah. the, uh, the election. of the elections, right. right? And then they told a compelling story that is about persevering, which everybody can relate to. Sure. They took the best platform, current event, and then a compelling story, right? Mm. Now, Facebook has over 1.8 billion people that are on it. So daily. Daily, right? Yeah. That are on it. That's where everybody's attention is. You can take a current event, and with video now, a lot of times you can chop them up really fast. Take National Donut Day if you're the thing, you know what I mean? And then talk about, and then if you're like in Orange County type of thing where fitness is huge, talk about the cheat day of the donuts, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know, whatever it might be. And so now you have the attention of everybody on the planet, you have a current event, and then you're telling a story that everybody can relate to. It's the same principles from TV to face to, to Facebook mm. or like any inst uh, social media platform. And I think going off of them, he spoke about how you can like chop up your story and say it in segments. Uh, so this particular Lumber 84 commercial was six minutes. So obviously they don't have six minute slots in right. the Super Bowl. So what they did was pretty genius was during the first 20 minutes of the game, they showed the first 30 like one minute. Oh. So they kind of like teased the audience. Sure. And they, they raise expectations that people right. want to know the journey of this mother and daughter huh. and by the end they reveal the ending and then when you go to facebook they show they have i think like 10 different versions of the same story yeah hmm. because you know for the different platforms for instagram you have 15 20 seconds for facebook you can really go however long you want so that's interesting so you can really use video to your advantage by like i said the publishing schedule how, how long it is huh. and what kind of message you're saying interesting uh, the 84 lumber can thank us later because as soon as uh, <laughs> i'm done here i'm going to go check that out and i'm sure our listeners yeah. and our viewers can that's Me pretty too. powerful but you can put I the mean, link in here <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think that it's it speaks street speaks so powerfully to the the power and impact that video content can have at connecting people that that would not necessarily be interested in a product or a service or a company. And now all of a sudden I'm trying to figure out a way that I can buy lumber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, and, and it's just a powerful and that, that can, it can uniquely be done through video in that way only. 
you know, you could, you couldn't, you could not distribute a, a, a text article that would have that same sort of impact in that quick of t- period of time, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that speaks to the power again of, of video content and the reason why, uh, and because we have platforms that we're using on our phones um, in, in our everyday lives now that are distributing video content and we have to fi- and brands have to figure out a way to get to the party on that it's yeah. it's not an option anymore um, so I mean what are what are some factors said that affect the cost of producing video content and that that our listeners should understand and, and need to consider that's a good question I think from a very technical production standpoint. I say talent and locations are the biggest variables. Because uh, with labor and equipment and the crew, that could relatively stay constant based on the scale of the production. But the minute you had a star in there or someone mildly famous, that can go, that sure. could be triple the cost of everything else or it could just be a fraction of mm-hmm. it. Same with locations. So I think like if you're starting out and you want to do something simple, uh, keep in mind what kind of story I can make to suit the locations I already have access to. Mm. Like if you have a great looking office space or you have a great access to a park or something, think like, can I make a creative that fits into those? Because once you get into renting locations, especially in places like LA or New York, mm-hmm. they know you're coming to film there and they're going to charge you rates that are well over, I mean, well over what you think is acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they're justified in their own right. Yeah. But in your end, it's like, Five grand for a warehouse. Can, can you know? say that that's the same <laughs> about talent as well? They're yeah, just yeah. like, how am but I the paying talent, you twenty five hundred dollars? But a the day? talent, you can see their followers. Yes, yeah. So there's like a metric. Yeah. With the warehouse, mm-hmm. what is the metric? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the, more sh- the more abandoned it looks, the more expensive. Yeah. It so it's kind of like, uh, so yeah, I'd say keep in mind the more locations you have, or the more like scene changes mm-hmm. in a in a story, that's going to increase the cost. Gotcha. Same with the minute you add someone with a large follower base mm-hmm. or someone other than like a mildly famous, I don't know, someone from Hollywood. Sure. Well, <laughs> that kind of takes me to sort of a next question that I have is, I mean, Mikhail, I, I know that you leverage influencer marketing at a pretty good level. I mean, how is it that they can, that uh, our audience can maybe consider or maybe start to think about how they could uh, use influencers within their local area or that are within, um, that are influential within their industry sure. to kind of help expand the reach of their video. Absolutely. I, that's, I mean, it's easy and not easy. It does take a lot of research to do something like that. But for a lot of the local businesses that are out there, it's very easy to search. Like you can search by location or you can search by hashtag right now on Instagram, for example. And uh, when you do that, look in the top. 12 posts, those are the top posts in the area, and look at the people that are posting uh, photos there, right? So you, and if it's a model or if it's, you know, a speaker or something like that, or even like influencer marketing, by the way, can be a theme page, like the best breakfast type of thing Hmm. that you want to be featured on. But anyways, you can find the top people there and then just reach out to them in a direct message and ask them about their rates and things like that. Um, And it's same thing for industry, hashtag, you know, I don't know. Why am I thinking about donuts now? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> hashtag National Donut Day. See who comes up. You know, if that's somebody that you want to build awareness around, then that's 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 a great thing to do. It's the same way that people. I mean, on a much larger and more expensive scale, like you know, you don't see The Rock doing something for Pampers. Hmm. You know, you see The Rock with like f- I think he was doing Ford. He's doing you know athletic brands, things like that, to gain awareness around that. So it's, it's really just things like. Who does my audience pay attention to? Who do they like? Who are influencers in my space? Um, and by the way, influencers too. It doesn't have to be 
like somebody big with a million followers right. or something like that. There's micro influencers, local influencers, like you said, you know, who are just based in Orange County that you might want to come to your uh, place. Um, and I was just going to go through a whole strategy for the audience and uh, going to have to call us for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, so maybe an influencer uh, is reaching out to an influencer, do some research and finding someone that kind of makes sense to speak to their audience could w help them mitigate some of the costs associated with mm -hmm. developing a, a video. Are, are there any other ways that uh, our audience, uh, that our viewers and listeners can consider and think about maybe mitigating some of the costs that are associated um, with uh, equipment or with um, location or anything around along those lines? I mean, I feel like if you're looking to generate content on a more regular basis, which could be micro content that goes on stories, uh, then it's really, a, I mean, technology has made camera equipment and that kind of stuff like, really accessible and cheap. So it's, it's a small investment. And I think you could recycle and reuse it like quite often. So you can look into some DSLR packages, lighting packages, mm and have a basic level. And then if you do want to go create a b larger narrative and then go to the experts or whoever you want to yeah. bring on. You know what? And for social, uh, again, uh, and it's not ever to negate the importance or the or really a lot of the brilliance that goes into the type of work that you do. For me as a, as a social media guy, all my stuff is done from my phone, right? Like I, ha I bought a rig that has essentially like a glorified selfie stick that holds everything. It was less than a hundred bucks. It has a cool light too. Yeah, it has, <laughs> has a light, everything like that. And if you do like a series of videos, which is like ask Dr. Smith and every week you're doing like information on health and you're giving advice to mm. your audience things like that you can do that very cheaply that's mm. a great way to start great you way know to what start. I mean? and then you can do it consistently over and over and over again so it doesn't have to cost a lot of money um as long as you're putting it out again quality is subjective the speed at which you're putting out content is not hmm. interesting yeah i mean ultimately you know this is a recurring theme on the production room uh, building value for your audience trying to figure out a way to give them something that's going to help them mm -hmm. um and and in in doing that you are able to position your company and your brand as an authority figure, mm -hmm. as a leader, as a thought leader, as someone who can be trusted for a particular product or service. Um, and I think that's really powerful and it's a great way, a great place to start is to do something simple like Tuesday night talks or every, like you said, every Thursday with Dr. Bob where you do a live question and answer and things like that where you can help people and really kind of position yourself as that authority figure. Hey, before we uh, wrap up the episode, can I give the audience a little piece of advice? Yeah, they deserve it. All right. So since we're talking about video, I, I, there's a really great hack to actually wrap everything all into one. So what I would first recommend if you're on a budget constraint and a time constraint is shoot a video on Facebook Live, right? Uh, that way you're taking care of the social media aspect of that and you're getting great organic reach. You can actually download that video from a desktop or your phone when you're done with the Facebook Live uh, promo onto your, onto your computer. Mm -hmm. When you get that, you can go to rev.com, something like that, that'll transcribe the entire video for you. So now you have a written piece of content. Take that video and put it on YouTube and take that transcription and put it in the description of the YouTube video. And then... One step more, take a screenshot of one of the uh, shots that maybe had, you had a good look or a good smile and put that out on Instagram. You just took care of Facebook, a blog, uh, SEO, YouTube, and Instagram from one piece of content. It'll take you 45 minutes. That's incredible. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and you could do that 
two, three, four times a week, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So you take, so basically what you're doing is you're taking an idea that you're sharing, right? And, and then you're developing that and repurposing it mm-hmm. into many different format content formats so that if someone is wanting to read something, they're able to have that piece of content if they want to watch something. And if they're live scrolling through Facebook, then that you have access to them right there. If they're going through their Instagram feed, boom. So you take one piece of content, a great idea that you have, and then you're able to repurpose it and use it on a bunch of different channels. Yeah, for many different platforms. And you can put it on LinkedIn now too, right? You can start doing that. Wow, it's incredible. Wow, guys, great, great stuff. To our viewers and to our listeners, Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you were able to really find a lot of value in this uh, in this in, in this episode of the production room. Um, we thank you for joining us. This is this has been an episode of the production room, brought to you by Replay, the collective marketing agency. And until next time, don't stop growing. Don't ever 